The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me as always is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the... Chris, I guess this week we'll do something that we really should do. It's it's kind of like taking medicine when you're sick. It doesn't taste good, but um, it's it's something that's necessary. We're going to start talking about division opponents. Right. And if, if, if there was a, a medicine that tastes the worst... I guess it would be the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and maybe we'll start there. What do you think, bud? Yeah, uh, I guess we'll start there because I think we're in agreement um, that they're our preseason, right? They're going to be our preseason picks to win this division. I, I know you talked about it before. They're going to be my preseason pick. I will get into it a little, you know, about why. Um, but unfortunately, you know, Jerry, I like what they did in the offseason, you know? Right. Um, their big question mark to me is going to be Jalen Hurts. Right. You know, does he take the next step? He has flashed at times, and other times, I think it was against the Giants, the one game he couldn't hit the side of a barn. Right. You know, and he's had a few games like that. So his accuracy definitely is in question at times, uh, but he does so many other good things. Uh, he, did lead, he did lead this team. You know, they, they went to the playoffs last year at 9-8. and eight. They were pretty fortunate. They had a little stretch playing backup quarterbacks. But... Yeah. Still got there after like an 0-3 or 1-4 start, whatever it was. And people, you know, the Eagles fans and the radio talk show down there, they're all ready to run Nick Sirianni out of town, right? Right. <clears throat> and then they turned it around and they lose, you know, a pretty decent game against Tampa in the playoffs. So you look at this roster, I, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to take a step back. We'll get into the Cowboys maybe next week. Um, but, Jerry, to me, it comes down to this team. It comes down to Jalen Hurts. Right. And how does he play? Does he take the next step forward? He, they added weapons for him. You know, they, they, they go out, they trade for an A.J. Brown. You know, uh, I mean, an excellent, excellent receiver, Devonta Smith, and he's going to be in his second year. Still have a real good tight end, and their offensive line is real good. On the defensive side of the ball, they showed up some things, man. And, and Jerry, I don't know how you feel, man, but I, I see this team as a, a 10-win team. Maybe 11, but I'm going to go like probably 10 and 7, something like that, or 11, 6 to win this division. Yeah, what's amazing is that I'm sure Eagle fans probably feel the same way that we do, other than the fact that the rest of the roster is loaded with regard to their quarterback. And it's, you know, you talk to them, they always have a lot of bravado, but, you know, the, the ones who are true to this, true to their team, will say it's all going to come down to Jalen Hurts. And they're right. I got a question for you, Chris. How do you th- how do you how do you feel about Hertz in relation yeah. to like do you feel the same way about him that you do Jones, or is it you know what I feel better you feel better about Hertz than Jones? Like where yeah. would you be with him? I'm just curious. Yeah, look, I, look, he, he did a lot of good things this year, and he obviously did the playoffs, and I would feel pretty good about Jalen Hurts if I was an Eagles fan, but I wouldn't be sold on Jalen Hurts. Right. 
I would still have question marks about him. Accuracy yeah. is the biggest one, Jerry. We've seen him yeah. have games where he just out out miss guys, you know. Right. Um, but he's a leader, dude. He's a yeah. leader. He, you know, he, 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 he did so many good things in college. He, now, you know, he's a playoff quarterback now after last year. Um, but I wouldn't be sold on him. Now, the edge I would give him over Daniel is that he did, you know, he did lead the team to the playoffs, Jerry. Yeah. You know, right. he has playoff experience now. Yep. They went into a hostile environment in Tampa Bay last year, you know, and, and I know they lost and all that, but it was a good experience for him. No, no question about it. Um, yeah. So I would, that's why I would give that edge to Daniel. Now I'm not saying he's gonna have a better year than Daniel. All that, right? Um, but I would give him that edge because you know of what he did last year. Mm-hmm. But I would not feel like okay, we're set, we're set right. at quarterback with Jalen Hurts, Jerry. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and Jerry, I've talked to some Eagle fans that. I mean, their attitude is like, you know what? We got Minshew behind him. <laughs> right, right. If, if, if he comes out of the gate, he's missing guys, and they're one and two, and he's not yeah. playing well, hey, this is – God and Minshew has a resume. Get him in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be fascinating to see because, Jerry, I felt linebacker was one of their weak spots last year. They went out and they addressed that pretty good. Because uh, they're white from the Chargers. I always liked his game. They went out and signed him. They signed Hassan Reddick, the yeah. Philly guy. You know the whole Temple, the whole. You know, he's from the area. Yep. Guy get to the quarterback. We all know that. <laughs> Giants fans really know that. Yeah. Um, and they go out and they sign a Bradbury. We all know James. You know, mm. uh, still give him some pretty decent play at corner, opposite of uh, you know Darius Slay. Yeah. And they go out and you know and and so they solidify some weaknesses. You know, and of course they go out Jerry and and Jordan Davis, mm. uh, a guy we both loved, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, both loved. Mm. They just love that defensive line rotation, the Eagles. Yep. And they got, you know, some guys are getting up there in Asia now up front. And, um, you know, now they got this kid White to come in in that rotation. Um, so it, I tell you, man, I look at them and, you know, Javon Hargrave up front is coming off his best years in the NFL. Yeah. Pro Bowl year, no question. All, borderline all pro and all that stuff. And, it's, and their offensive line is solid again, Jerry. And yeah. I tell you, dude. I look at this team. I don't see many weaknesses. And like we said, Jalen Hurts is going to be the big question. If he plays well, Jerry, this is a 10-11 win team, bro. You know? They also, they like, the difference this year is they kind of reloaded, right? You always have, and these are the guys that have given us fits for 10 years or so now, right? You have Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. You know, Malcolm Jenkins is gone, but he's one of those as well. Big Blue VCR showed a return from Darren Sproles today. I... I, I just I, I, I hid in the bedroom for a while after seeing that because I'm, I'm so tired of seeing that. You know, he's gone, right? But those guys, Kelsey, those are the guys that represent to me the last 10 years of the futility that we've had against them. And now they added, like you said, Jordan Davis, A.J. Brown, the Devontae Smith thing last year where they, they traded up with Dallas to, to jump us and take him. Right. Um, you know, drafting also N'Kobe Dean, who... We liked a lot. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to withstand the NFL, and there were some injury things going on, but we liked him coming out. We were like, come on, take N'Kobe Dean, and of course the Eagles do. So it just feels like they've kept what's made them successful, even though for some reason Eagle fans are very hard on Fletcher Cox. I mean, I've joked with Eagle fans, like, if Fletcher Cox was a giant, I'd be lobbying to John Mara to put a statue of the guy in front of the (laughs) freaking stadium. But they're hard on it. They're like, well, he's not Aaron Donald. Well, yeah, who is? No, no, No. You know, mm. come on, Aaron Donald's generational. Fletcher Cox is a top five defensive tackle in his prime in the league. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's they kept, they've kept guys for a long time that have given us fits. 
and now they've added to that and reloaded and you know it's it it really does come down to hurts but it just feels like this roster is really loaded and you can feel the how confident and excited that that fan base is man it's 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 hard to listen to but they they have reasons to be excited oh they have a reason to be excited now besides Jalen hurts you know they have some veterans up front the lean johnson's who's been injured yeah in the previous years obviously jason kelsey right Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he, he's up there. You know, right. will he stay on the field for 17 games? You know, um, so that that'll be like, you know, that'll be some of the issues they're going to have to deal with. Can they stay on the field, the offensive line? They got some veterans up there, up there, obviously, uh, and Jalen Hurts. Um, but look, Jerry, uh, I hate to say it, you know, uh, but this team's a real good team, bro. Yeah. You know, they're a real good team. Now, Eagles, of course, you know, if you talk to Eagles fans and their fan base, I'm sure they were even talking Super Bowl, you know, yes. uh, you know, even though the Rams and Tampa and all that stuff's going on in the, in the conference. But it's not a stacked conference. It's not right. the AFC. Right. So they have reason to think their team could go deep into January. You, yeah. uh, you know what I mean, Jerry? Yeah. yeah. We'll see how it plays out. And, uh, and you know, you know it's funny, Jerry, you mentioned Darren Sproles, right? He used to torture us. And now they have another guy. <laughs> I mean... I think he has two good games a year. But that's what it feels like. And that's Boston Scott. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he comes in and he's not. No, no, look, he's not. He doesn't have the impact Darren Sproles did against the Giants. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but against but, us, he looks like Jim Brown. But, uh, but against us, he looks like Darren Sproles, right? Right. I mean, the guy's been a thorn in the Giants' side for a long, you know, for like years now. Like yeah. Sproles was, and like Westbrook was back in the day, Jerry, and all that stuff, you know. So, um, look, Miles Sanders. He's this is a young. This is a young man. If Sort of like his Penn State buddy, Saquon, has a little chip on his shoulder. You know, he feels yeah. a lot of people doubting some of the things he does, staying healthy, all that stuff. And he's going to come into season on a mission. Yeah. You know, uh, Sirianni, everybody's bought into his system. Everybody was ready to run him out of town. His press conferences, he sounded like, uh, you know, some buffoon on a street corner with his press conferences well, the, at, at the beginning. And, the, and amazing, here he is, amazingly, you know? they, they started playing better after he did that st- Stupid planting the seeds and flowers press conference. They took off after <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, yeah. oh, this is it. This is it. This guy's done. And they went on a run. Yeah. And, and Jerry, you know, Fletcher Cox was one of the guys that was like kind of doubting what the hell was going on in that yep. locker room. And, and with the, I should say, excuse me, uh, check that. It was going on with the coaching staff. Yeah. He was kind of like, you know, what's going on here? Is this a right. clown show? Uh, you know, he kind of like, if you remember, he was like going back and forth about, you know, I don't know if I want to be here next year. This is. And then he turned it around, like you said. You right. know, he's whipping out seeds and flowers, whatever the hell he was doing. And next, you know, the Eagles started playing really well. Yeah. Um, and all that. And now they, you know, kind of, you know, they kind of fixed, well, they feel they fixed some of the weaknesses. Uh, you know, linebacker was one of them. And, uh, they, you know, they got some guys that get to the quarterback. Jay. I know Brandon Graham is up there now, but I guess, look, if he stays healthy, he got to, he, you know, he's been injured. But if he stays healthy, Jerry, you could always put him down for eight seven eight sacks maybe sure. even nine ten yep uh one against the giants for sure least, right one or two against a, the giants at a, at a critical time you know so look pretty good team my favorite to win the division jerry same um i think dallas takes a step back we'll get into maybe dallas next week like i said earlier yeah uh I like what they're doing jalen hurts is the question mark dude but you know what this is what bothers me about you i shouldn't say ball it bothers me being a giants fan against this kid is that jerry i've seen this kid and look like he was down and out in college a few times he's got that little it factor jerry i'm telling you dude yeah yeah you always I liked know. him you did he had it in alabama yeah he had it when he went to oklahoma the year yeah and he's just something about him the kid's a winner jerry the kid yeah. is a winner 
you know, in spite of some of his, you know, weaknesses and accuracy is one of them. Yeah. You know, um, that's what bothers me about Jalen Hurts. That kid has that sort of like that it factor, like, oh, crap. Like, where he goes, they win. You know what I mean, yeah. Jerry? And yeah. he's proven it in college. And now last year, you know, he gets his team in to the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. Um, So, for Giants fans, you got to hope this kid takes a big step back and they're going to have to address that quarterback position next year, you yeah. know? And they have to kind of like give that a couple of years and then win those kind of shot, you know, building a new quarterback, you know, develop a new quarterback. But we'll see how it plays out, dude. You know, the schedule early, I think it's pretty favorable for them. They open up in Detroit and all that. And uh, so we'll see where we're at with them, man. But I like them, Jerry. I like them. Yeah, if, I, if I'm them, I'm most excited about the fact that they got a bona fide number one and now receiver. And Devontae Smith is now 1A, which I know he's only in his second year, but we loved him in college. And to have him as your 1A, I mean, that is that you're loaded at receiver, not to mention you have Goddard, like you said. But if, if I'm the Eagles, I'm, I, you stole A.J. Brown. You stole him. And he's only 24. He's an absolute monster. And if Hurts doesn't work out, they have two first-round picks next year, right? So they'll be in play for one of the quarterbacks coming out. Like, I, I hate saying it, but they've just set themselves up for long-term success despite the fact, despite the fact that Wentz was such a failure in the end. I mean, somehow the Colts gave him a first rounder for him. I don't know how Howie Roseman does it. And, you know, the, like Fletcher Cox was eating up so much of their salary cap, it doesn't seem to matter with them. It's just they, they've, they've really it's, – it's aggravating because they've done so well with – look, I know Eagle fans get on Roseman for a lot of his draft picks, and they should. You know, passing on should. Justin yeah. Jefferson, I get it. But he, yeah. set, yourself, he set you guys up uh, – set them up beautifully – uh, for the future, so mm. I'm with you, dude. Uh, I think they're going to win the division, and I now I feel dirty. I have to go. Uh, I have to go shower after this podcast. Yeah. Well, that's, listen, Jerry, that's a great point you made, bro. Because if it doesn't work out with Jalen, they don't feel he's the future. They got two number ones next year to yeah. do their thing. Yep. And they did that on purpose, Jerry, because yep. the the feeling within the organization, no matter what they say, the feeling mm-hmm. within the organization is, well, you know, we like Jalen, but you know, but right, let him do it this year. You know, sort of like Daniel. Look, this is a big year for Hurts. Yeah. This isn't going to be like, you know, you have another mediocre year and you're going to come back next year in 23 and you're our guy. No. Yeah. You know, it's like Daniel. It's right. like Daniel. You know, if Daniel's mediocre, they're going to move on from Daniel, right? Right. If Jalen's mediocre, they got two number ones next year, they're going to move on. They're going to draft a quarterback. You know they're going to make a move and draft a quarterback. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, um, that that's, look, it's, the ball's in Jalen's hands. They got him a, a look, A.J. Brown, dude. Is a serious weapon. I mean, yes. he, he he is a serious receiver. I mean, I okay? hate to say it, it feels like when they got Owens, but go ahead. But oh, it has that feel. That's what it, right? it feels I mean, like. I mean, not to compare, but it has that feel. Yeah. You know, um, and of course, Devonta in the second year, we expect big things. You know, yeah, for him to take that next step. You know, and oh, look, I'm glad Zach Ertz they got rid of him last year. You know, I'm glad he's not around. But it's Dallas Goddard could still play. You know, and yeah. um, so there's two things. Everybody, um, I look for for the Eagles season to go down the old toilet bowl. And that's one, Jalen Hurst doesn't play well. And two, the injury bug. You yeah. know, up front on that offensive line, they got some guys that are up there. Good point. And we'll see if they can, you know, play 17 games. That's going to be big for them. Yeah. All right. Something else I want to discuss. Let's, let's, I think we're, we're done with the Eagles. Let's, are, we, are we finished with this? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Something else. There's another... <laughs> There was a tweet yesterday. Big Lou VCR put something out. I believe it was Big Lou VCR. Yes, it was, uh, it was the, the Baltimore game. 
and Brandon Jacobs, the, the monster that he was. Interesting fact, uh, the Ravens had not given up a 100-yard rusher, and they bragged about it. Rex Ryan bragged about it. <laughs> and they still had him. But I believe the Giants had like 90, 90, and 70, or something like that. It yeah. was between Bradshaw, Ward, and, and, and Jacobs. So they gave up like 260. But yeah. they continued to brag about the fact that they didn't give up a 100-yard rusher, which I always thought was a joke. I'm like, come on, guys. You gave up like 250 against the Giants. Yeah. But something you tweeted um, that kind of hurt because I, it brought me back to it. If Plax didn't... Sorry about that, Jerry. No, <laughs> I, I mean, it's so right, right? Yeah. If, well, it's th- it, Jerry, it's things me too, but go ahead. Yeah, we'll if talk if about that it. hadn't happened with Plax, and you know, if, if, what, if, if he never goes to that nightclub, the Giants win the Super Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. And they beat both Super Bowl champions. Yes. Right. I'm sorry, they, bought, they beat both Super Bowl... Uh, teams. Yeah. yeah, right, Super Bowl teams. Yeah. And I think the 2008 Giants, Chris, yeah. would be mentioned with the 86 team as yeah. far as one of the most dominant teams in franchise history. Yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. I agree with you, bro. Um, uh, uh, Jerry, that team was steamrolling people. I, I put it on Twitter because I, I remember specifically watching that game. Uh, actually, you know, watching that game from <laughs> the stands. Yeah. And, um, and, and they were just blowing open holes. And Brandon Jacobs, look, Brandon Jacobs, man, he was some, he was a truck with a football in his hand. And, yeah. you know, and he ran angry. And he was looking to punish you. And you could ask LeVon Landry that. You know, yeah. he, you know, he was running, I mean, he was running over guys like Ed Reed in that game. You know, and, and they were just destroying him up front. And I remember that game, Jerry, after that game, and the confidence that football team had. Yeah. Okay? And I just said, man, we're going to be 15-1. and one, Yep. And we're going to freaking steamroll through this home field advantage. Yeah. And we're going to win this damn – we're going to be repeat champion, which, you know, they won in 86, and then it was 90 again, you know. And something I never thought I would ever see, is, and we haven't yet, but, but that was the year I thought I was going to see it, Jerry. Yep. Because it wasn't, you know, 07, what was their record? 9 and 7? They went through 10 and, right? uh, 10 and 6, and they win the Super Bowl. And let's face it, you know, there's a lot of fortunate things happen against the New England in that Super Bowl to win that game. But 08 was a different feel. 08, they were dominating, bro. Yeah. You know? That Ravens team, the way they dominated them in that game, a Ray Lewis led defense. I said, with the three running backs they had, Eli playing well, Plax and Steve Swift, I said, this team. They're just not going to be stopped. I mean, we're going to win. We're, we're going to win this damn Super Bowl. You know what I mean, Jerry? We're going we're gonna to repeat. And people forget how dominating Justin Tuck was that year. Oh, this was this was yeah. before the Flozell Adams cheap shot, where I do think it affected him the rest of his career in 2009. Mm-hmm. Tuck was an absolute monster coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took over. For, and and remember, they didn't have OC that year. He was he was hurt. He heard it towards meniscus in preseason. Yeah. So it was Tuck and Kiwanuka, and that's how good that defense was. Yeah. Tuck took over for Strayon like it was nothing that year. It was yeah. amazing. It was so amazing. The, even that side of the ball was was incredible too. Oh no, no question. You know, and they, the way they were winning games, and I just never forget leaving the stadium that game, Jerry, that Raven game. And we were all talk about you know, all the, all the people leaving, and everybody, you know how it is. You leave and you talk. Yeah, yeah go jump. This is, and there was so many people saying, "Holy crap!" Yeah, you know, because the way they won that game, Jerry. You know, yeah. it was with. I mean, they bullied the bully. Yeah, they did. I mean, Ray Lewis is probably the 
greatest middle linebacker in the history of the game. Yeah. If not him, Buckus, whatever you know, whatever right. you want to argue. Sure. He's, in the, he's in the conversation. But Ray yeah. Lewis is, you know, the, one of the greatest linebackers this game has ever seen. Yeah. And they went in there and just smacked the crap out of these guys. Yep. And Brandon was with that the way he was steamroll and attitude, dude. It was just such a good feeling. And then we all know what happened. The Plaxico incident, and that just changed the offense. And, and dude, and, and, you know, Jerry, I'll never forget that playoff game um, <laughs> against the Eagles that year. You know, yeah. and s- sitting up top, you could just see the Eagles were stacking the box every damn play, Jerry, and they were not worried about the air game, dude. They were just, they were like, go ahead, Eli, beat us with Steve Smith, you know, and but that's how much Plax had an effect on the offense because you could not, if you want to double him, Steve would kill you, you know, and, he, you know, and because Plax was a guy you had to account for, he, he would kill you, you know, he, he could kill you. And, and that changed the whole offense. They couldn't run the ball as effectively as they wanted to, Jerry, because that Eagle game, i never forget, dude. I remember they, they would go up the line of scrimmage, I'd be pointing. Eight, nine, they had eight guys in the box. Nine. I'm like, look at this. They're just, sta- I, never, I never forget. You know, being in my seat, Jerry, screaming, look at these mother effers. They're just stacking the box. They're challenging us. And the Giants couldn't do it, you know, and the Giants couldn't beat them. It was just such a huge effect that the loss of plaques, bro. Chris, that was it, I, you know? I met Sean Payton's brother, and we got to talking about Sean and his history with the Giants and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he knew uh, Sean Payton because of his time in Philly. Um, sure, yeah. And was good friends with Jim Johnson, but also just playing against each other in the division. Jim, he said, his brother told me that Jim Johnson said once plaques went down, we knew we had him because he got the roll coverage. So it's yeah. funny you said that. I mean, they, they, they knew it. And you saw it was one of the most frustrating playoff games I've ever watched. Um, and you could see it towards the end of that season. I think Philly beat them at home on a Westbrook, of course, Westbrook, screen pass where he took it 50 yards. It was a slow scoring game. Dominic Hickson, I remember, dropped a bomb uh, right, in his, right in his gut. And it, it could have been a, an 80-yard touchdown or so. And it was just like, oh, wow, this is what life was like without plaques. Then they went on to – I mean, that game was never really in doubt for Philly. I mean, it just felt bad. No, it was other never the, in doubt. Other than the Bradshaw early return where I think he brought it down, I don't know, to the 20. Other than that, the Giants had nothing that game. Absolutely nothing. It, it, Jerry, I remember sitting in the stands saying, we're not winning this game. We have yeah. no – we're just not going to win this game. Yep. The defense held them in it and all that. Yeah. But we're just – not going to win this game, bro. You you just sensed it. You just saw it because they're just not going to. They're not going to score enough points. They scored what eleven was it? it was it like a weird score? I think it was like 24, right? 23, 11 or something. Yeah, some kind of weird score. I remember that that game and and it just wasn't happening. Just you know, the Eagle and and you know how it is, Jerry. You were season your season ticket holder for a while. You know, one of the advantages of being there, you know, is that when you see how these teams line up, you know, you don't see on TV and every play, dude. I, I just remember them stacking that box. They're like, well, yeah. we're not going to let these run a game beat us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy Johnson confirmed it with Peyton. Like when you said that Peyton's brother told you, like Jimmy yeah. Johnson says, well, we're not rolling anybody over now. We're fine. Yeah. You know, done. we're just going to, we're going to put up, you know, we're going to put the Brian Dawkinses up and, and, and go ahead, try to beat us on the ground. If you beat us on the ground, you'll beat us. Okay. God bless you. But you're not, we're going to try to not let it be. And that's the way it was. And Eli, look, Eli just didn't have the weapons, bro. He didn't have yeah. the weapons. You know, yeah. Steve Smith was a real good number two, but he's not a number He wasn't a number one. And, and an aging tumor. It was and, his, and, he had nothing and he, left. And look, Amani Tuma's years, you know, he was getting up there. You know Did what I mean? Did nothing left. He, he yeah. wasn't a true number one. Plax was a true number one, dude. 
Right. That, you know, he was a true number one receiver. When yep. you lose that number one, that true number one, look, there's a lot of guys that are good twos. 1A, even you could say, ah, oh, maybe even a 1A, but a two. There's not, you know, when you have that true number one, mm-hmm. what the Giants had, plaques, you know, yeah. um, and then he, you take him out of the picture, it's, you don't realize what it does for an offense and how a defense adjusts to it. And Jimmy Johnson was one of the best, Jerry, to ever do it. We know that, bro. Defensive coordinator for the uh, for the yeah, Eagles for many years. Great. I always admired Jimmy Johnson. Even yep. I hated when he blitzed the crap and freaking yeah. smacked the crap out of us at times. Yeah, at times. Yeah. Uh, and all that. But he was one of the best to ever do it. And, and that was their game plan. And like you said, dude, um, I, me- I remember that being a nice day, too, for like a January. Because yes. I, was at the, I was at the Carolina game when they won the division. Yeah. It had to be about two degrees. It was yeah. freezing when they won that game in overtime, if I remember right. Yep. With Brandon and all that. It was uh, Derek Ward's touchdown, yeah. That, I was free. I was, it was one of the coldest nights. No, it was Brandon. Derek Ward got him down. Got yeah, him. I think it was Brandon, if I yeah, remember it was right. Yeah. Scored. yeah. I, I, and I and uh, I never forget. It was one of the cold. It was a Sunday night game. It was one of the coldest nights, Jerry. I was freezing. And that Eagle game, though, was like nice. I remember being sunny. Yeah, and I was like hoping it was kind of going to be like rainy and sleety and shit because I said maybe that'll you know they'll help us out a little bit more than McNamara. But hey, that was a tough loss, and that's why you know that sticks it out. Look, Jerry, that sticks in our gut, bro. Right? That's like a hot butter knife in our gut because we know as Giants fans we could have repeated. That's why self-inflicted too. You know, it yeah. wasn't it is what it you know it wasn't the, an injury. It was self-inflicted. Right. Yeah, that was the part that sucks the most. And, mm-hmm. Um. You know, when you when he showed that and then you wrote that, I'm like, yep, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and that was the, that was the era. I think you know, Bloomberg wanted to show everybody he was a tough guy, mayor with the guns, and yeah. you know, and he was going to make him an example. You know what that's I mean? Right. Yeah, that's what happened. He was going to yeah. make him an example. You know, but yeah. look, you know, you you know, look, we know what happened with plaques. It was you know, it was all bad. Um, but that changed the season. No, no, it was right around Thanksgiving, if I remember right, right, Jerry? It was right around the happy It was right before, the, right before the Washington game. And they still won the Washington game. I think yes. they were nine and one. Yes. They and then they won, won the Washington game. game. I think they were nine or 10 and one. And well, anyway, it was before Washington. And when they beat Washington, we're like, ah, oh, we got this. Who needs plaques? I mean, <laughs> I thought that in my head, you know. And then mm-hmm. I know they lost to the Eagles and they had another one, or, they lost to Dallas. I want to say there's one more in there. They lost, um, but yeah, and they ended up 12 and four. But that was a 14 and two type of team oh, that that should have been. No question. Yeah. No question. You know, no question. And I, I would have taken out chances, Jerry, in the playoffs that year, brother, at home. Yeah. You know. Uh, and when full... and, and when they went to Pittsburgh and won that game, you thought, man, this team is this team's legit. And then the domination of the Ravens, you're like, holy cow, yeah. we are loaded. It's you know Jerry. It's I'm sure if you talk to the guys in that team, um, it sort of has that feel of the '89 Giants. Yeah. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs, so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Mark Collins talks about it all the time. Carl Banks talks about it all the time. Where they feel they should have went to the Super Bowl. They feel they had a Super Bowl type team. And that loss to the Rams, you know, that sticks in these guys to this day. Like, And if you think we're bullshitting, folks, Mark Collins was on the podcast. What did he say, Jerry, right? To this day. Yep. To this day. He, he yeah. can't get over that damn loss, you know? Right. Right. Uh, but they did win it the next year, so that eased the pain a lot. But yeah. the point being is that, you know, that kind of had that. You know, Jerry, that 89 loss, boom, you know, that, that I'm sure if you talk to the 08 Giants teams, players, they're probably like, you know, man, we, we thought we were going to go all the way. It was ours know? to lose. Yeah. MVP. It was ours to lose, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we would have had a home field, and then we would have played the Steelers, who we beat earlier in Pittsburgh. Right. Right, Jerry? You remember yep. that? It was yep. in Pittsburgh, yep. which was really tough to win, yes. you know, back then. Um, and then on a neutral field, the Giants would have liked their chances, Jerry. You yeah, know what I mean? No sure. question about it. So, Yeah. Um, talking about that 89 team real quick. When you watch that replay, you think it was interference on Sheldon White? No. Right. Okay. You know, people forget it. You know, people, I'm glad Big Blue VCR put that out there. And that's why Big Blue VCR is like a genius. I got to be honest with you, dude. I don't know how he does it. Because I, how many times, Jerry, I totally forgot about that play. All you think right. about is the Mark Collins. Right. You know, you know, and flip him, right? That's all you think yeah. about. And you sure. forget leading up to that play a to- a total bullshit call. Total mm-hmm. bullshit call. You know, I mean, I just blew I mean, I remember blowing a gasket. I mean, how they call that in Giant Stadium too, dude. You yeah. know? Yeah. At, you know, in the stadium, in Giant yeah. Stadium. Yeah. You know, we used to say there was a lot of people in the stands that, that day that were look they were looking to kill it. That back judge who made that call. Yeah. You know, uh, that was a bullshit call, dude. That was such a bad call. Playoff game. It wasn't even a good too. call. And it was, forget about it. If it was a neutral field, if it was a game in September, dude, it was a bad call. Yes, it was. Yeah. I thought so, so too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've discussed the Eagles, the pain of 08 and 89. Anything else we're going to talk about? <laughs> pain wise? Yeah. How about the Deshaun Look, Jackson play? Is that this, no, no, I'm done with the Eagle thing. No, 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 please. Don't, don't get me started. So, uh, uh, but, hey, uh, three weeks away from training camp. Yes. You know, um, a lot of positivity around this team. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of NFL, I hate to say experts, but people that cover, let's put it this way, a lot of people that cover the NFL, hmm. um, a lot of people, some I respect, you know, no doubt, um, that cover the NFL, they, 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 they're predicting good things for the Giants, Jerry. Yeah. Good. They, they, a lot of people feel Dable's going to really turn this around, you know, and they're going to be. This is going to be a much improved 
football team. Now, I haven't heard anybody predict playoffs, uh, but I've heard a lot of, hey, this giant team is going to be tough, you know, yeah. and, and they're going to start turning this around. So, Yeah, and, and that's the sense I got, you know, look, the, the advantage I have to doing the newspaper with the editing is I get to see everybody's columns and I'm reading them and I'm like getting psyched. Forget about editing. I'm, I'm, I have to read them two or three times because I'm literally reading these columns like, this team doesn't seem that bad. And I know, look, we're not homers, but we do discuss both the good and bad. And it just seems like there's a lot of good feeling right now. And, and I talked about this in, in, one of my, in one of my columns that over the last five years, it's just been a nightmare. They're 22 and 59, uh, three, you know, three GMs, four coaches. Like, oh, God. But it just, with the way Shane's built this roster, with the way he drafted, with what he did in free agency, not being stupid, mm-hmm. not kicking the can down the road with the cap, bringing in a Glowinski, it, bringing in Dable, imagination of Kafka. Like, man, like, it just feels good. And Martindale and the blitzing defense, and we now have a pass rush. Like, I say it over and over again every week, it seems, but I think it's, it's going to be a lot more fun than even we thought it would be. Again, not saying playoffs, but you're going to see a vastly improved team that actually looks like it can compete week to week in the NFL, so. All right. And how about the latest news, right, Jerry? It looks like the Giants will be facing Baker Mayfield now in week two. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's saying, Don. Uh, Jerry, you know, just quickly, just to get off the Giants, one, yeah. you know, one second, man. I mean, can you imagine, dude, the first and the third overall picks in the 2018 draft are now on the same quarterbacks, are now on the same team right. competing against each other? How disastrous was that for the Jets? They said the last time that happened, I think, was Plunkett and Pastorini with the Raiders. I saw that on Twitter today. I would have never guessed that. I was like, wow. Okay. Good for us. That was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was was a wow moment, too. I was like, wow. Holy crap. You know, I was thinking it never even happened, to be honest with you. um, And and as much crap as the Giants get for Barkley, and we get it. We've said you probably shouldn't take a quarterback, too. I mean, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold both, like, on another team now. Like, and, and not to mention those franchises didn't take Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or Quentin Nelson. Yeah, any of those guys. But really, you know, Josh Allen went, what, six to the Bills? <laughs> like you said, dude, those two guys on the same team competing, that is, that's absurd almost. That, that's incredible. Yeah, huh? yeah. Uh, that's going to be an interesting training camp uh, <laughs> competition going on down there in Carolina with Matt Rule. So, uh, but, look, you know, look, you know I, to me, it's like, no contest. I think Baker will win that one, no problem. And we'll see him in week two. You know? And he was had for a fifth. Yeah, he, they gave him away, dude. Oh, yeah, my God. Woo, boy, had things changed in the NFL, right? A fifth. That's like a bag of footballs. Two years ago, when they went to the playoffs and beat the Steelers, they, oh, we got our guy. We yeah. told you about this guy. And two years later, he's traded for a bag of balls, uh, <laughs> competing against Sam Donald, um, you know, with the Carolina Panthers. Just incredible. It's just incredible, Jerry. So... We'll be seeing him in week two, I'm sure, <laughs> of it. Um, but getting back to the Giants, yeah, one, one, a lot of predictions I do see you know, early preseason. People like these preseason predictions and all that. Uh, Tito for defensive rookie of the year. A lot of people seem to like that one, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, real quick before we go to break, do you know who had Baker Mayfield at the top of his list um, that draft? And it wasn't even close. Like he basically said, Mayfield is the guy, and no one else is even close to him. Probably Francesa. Close. Mark Ross. Oh, Mark Ross. Yep. Okay. I'll never forget. Oh, never forget that when I read that article. 
Probably so, one of the reasons why Mark Ross does not have a job yep. anymore. They're going to bring that up. All right, guys, we'll be right back in one second. Hang on. And we're back. Anything else before we want to get the questions, bud? No, next week, we'll, you know, unless we have a guest on, we'll get into the Cowboys a little bit. You know, We'll talk about why, uh, well, at least how I feel they're going to take a step back this year. So, Yes, I do too. I do too. Yep. And then we'll, co- we'll cover Ron Rivera and Washington. I wish they stayed Washington football team, Jerry. I like that so much better than Commodores. You? Yeah, I know. I, I don't. The com- it's the com- is it Commanders? Commanders? I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the band. No, <laughs> I'm thinking of the music group, Commodores. Uh, the Commanders. I wish they would have stayed the Washington football team, you know? The way they're going to play this year, I think people are going to want to check out the, com- the old Commodores anyways. Instead of uh, the, the yeah. commanders, whatever the hell they are now. And I, I can't imagine uh, Carson Wentz excelling there either. So, no. no. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's going to work out. But we'll see. We'll get to the, like I said, we'll get to, to Dallas and, and Washington and whatever the hell they call themselves these days. Yeah. All right. Question time, buddy. First one. Booker Daniels. Hard to overlook the fact that Andrew Thomas had his second foot ankle surgery in two years. Mm-hmm. Who would be the alternate at left tackle if he goes down again? Well, it looks like – if that happened, I would say this, Booker. I would think they would shift Neil over the left tackle and then – or this is what I saw in, in the offseason, the, the third-round pick, Joshua Ezidio, Ezidio, I believe you say it. Um, they had him taking reps at left tackle. Yeah. You know? So um, I think that's what they're thinking right there. Or – We'll see how much they shift Neil over to left tackle and make sure he gets reps over there in training camp if he has to go over there if something happens to Andrew. And, uh, look, Matt Pert is a guy I'm not quite sure how healthy he's going to be in training camp. We're, we're going to have to see what, what his story is. You know? Chris, you just reminded me that he's, <laughs> he was on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got some other guys like Matt Ganoa, You know, they're going to compete, but I don't really expect that. Uh, I just thought it was pretty interesting watching Joshua Zidio, the third-round pick at left tackle, a lot yeah. in this offseason. Interesting. Rob Cousis, since it's the offseason, I'm catching up on sports documentaries. Chris, you have to watch Shark about Greg Norman and the 96 Masters. And both of you need to check out the Red Wings and Avs 25th anniversary of the brawl. Hashtag must see TV, hashtag Buffunkery. I didn't see either one. I would yeah, watch I both, actually. One. Yeah, yeah, I would watch both. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. try to check that out. Uh, hunt for five, Jerry. When did your frustration with the lovely Eagles begin? Uh, I didn't realize how obnoxious they were until I went to college in PA and had to watch them celebrate <laughs> in 2017. Good call, in my opinion, not to let your kids go to go to Philly, New York Giant games. Yeah, um, it, it was all my life because I, especially where I lived, I grew up in Trenton, so it's mostly Eagles there. Um, but I mean, it really just accelerated in high school because the Giants were good, but the Eagles would still beat them. And it just like again because I live my life like George Costanza, I'll never forget things and who I who wronged me, and like like Eagle fans, a lot of times I know you think of like the 700 level at the vet and you know just the, the basic borderline criminal that sits up there. It reminds me a lot of um, I went to Notre Dame High School, so it reminds me a lot of like the soccer team and Argyle Sox, and I just I can't stand either one of those. So I hate soccer, and just that's what it reminds me of. So every time the Eagles beat the Giants, I think of kids in high school. Who would brag about it in school and whatever so that's that go ahead run with it everybody that's that's what i think yeah. about so there you go you know yeah. what I, I love that you went to notre dame high school 
Yeah, there it is. Yes. That is great, dude. Yes. Notre Dame High School. I did. Yep. And you're and not a Notre Dame fan. How the hell could that be? Yeah, I, I don't. Dad, dis- I know your dad my was. My dad but, was. Yeah. yeah. I don't dislike Notre Dame. I just never got, I just not into them. That's all. I'm just not right. into, co- I'm not into rooting for a team in college for whatever reason. I should right. say, how about this, Chris? If Notre Dame is playing, I'm not rooting against them. It's just, gotcha. I'm not in love with it. That's all. I don't break There's plans. no school out there that you would say, okay, I, no, I'd rather see them win Notre Dame. No, no. Is there no. any school that intrigues you? Like, say, oh, I actually would root for them if they play Notre Dame. Nobody? No, I think if okay. I went to a Notre Dame game, I think I'd be more into it. I think that that's the, the only thing right. that's missing. I just want to, I would love to go out to South Bend right. and watch a game. Like, I, I can't watch Rudy without crying. So, you know, I think you're dead inside if you don't, if you don't cry at the end of Rudy. But um, when he gets the sack. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't break plans to watch Notre Dame. But I, I find myself during college, because they're on national television, I'll usually put yeah. them on. So, right. Uh, Evil Empire Sports. Did the Cowboys get worse enough for the Giants to contend with them this year? They certainly are as, aren't as good as last year. Not sure the Giants are markedly improved on paper. See, I think the Giants are better on paper than I. I, I yeah. look at them on paper and I'm like, nah, I think they're improved. Do you think the Cowboys are worse enough for the Giants to contend with it this year? No, Chris? I don't think. Listen, I'm not going to go there yet. No. Yeah. And look, I just feel the Cowboys are going to take a step back, and there's some things that concern me about them. But let's not, you know, that's not guaranteed either. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. that's that's you know, let's not go in and say, Oh, the Cowboys are gonna be a six win team. Uh, no, no, they still got a lot of talent. I just right. think they're gonna take a step back. And I'm not gonna say yeah, the Giants are right there with them, no. That I'm not yeah. gonna do. Evil Empire Sports is a Yankee podcast, Chris. FYI. He's a Yankle uh, Yankee Yan- uh podcast. Really? Yankee podcast, yep. I hope he has me on, man. We're gonna talk a little Red Sox Yankees one day, Evil Empire. There you go. Nice. Is he Jerry Yankee Yankees uh, podcast? I didn't yes. know that, dude. Yeah, you know, evil, evil Empire. Empire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's going back to the old Red Sox Yankee days. Evil, yeah. when, they, when the Sox called him the Evil Empire. <laughs> yeah. So, at DF, hey, evil. I, I expect an invitation. Talk a little Red Sox Yankees on that podcast. There you go. Go ahead. At D from Cranford eighty nine. How many times? Two questions. How many times did Chris break ninety five playing golf? And then which new NFC, NFC teams will make the playoffs this year and which teams will fall off? It happens every year. Yeah, yeah, at least two or three, yeah. What was the first part of the question? How many times did you break 95 playing golf? Break 95? Dude, if I shot at 95, I would, I would be, oh, God, no. Was, that, a 95 would be horrific. Yeah. Um, if, Look at you. If I, go, if I go over 90, that's a, that's a horrific day. Yeah. So... Um, 95, no, that would be really bad. So, um, and the other part was what, Jerry? What was the other question? Which team is, like, which new NFC team will make the playoffs oh, this year and which team NFC will fall teams. off? Um, new yeah. NFC teams. I think the Saints could bounce back, get back in the playoffs. Um, I, I think the Saints are going to be good. Or that James Winston could just hold up a little bit. Um, NFC, no, uh, what other team? Well, I'm going to watch the Vikes, too. I'm yeah, not sold, I was going to watch the Vikes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and NFC, I'm trying to think NFC West, Jerry. Um, obviously the Rams, Niners, hmm. and well, the Niners been it last year. Yeah, I know about falling off. A new off. one, right? Yeah. Seattle, no, I don't like no quarterback there. So, yeah, um, I'm gonna right. go with. The, I think the Saints get back in, and I'm gonna say maybe the Vikes. And then falling off, I think Dallas has a chance to fall off. Believe I have. Not. Da- I think Dallas has a chance to fall off. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. 
Um, Trevor Burgess, as we know, Galladay and Tony had zero TDs last year. What are your touchdown predictions for this coming season for our wide receivers? I'll go seven for Tony and five for Galladay. Seven for Tony, five for Galladay. Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go one more for Galladay, Jerry. I'm going to go Good. eight for Galladay. Oh, no. So and... you mean three more because I only have five for Galladay. Oh, I thought you said, you said seven for Galladay. No, seven for Tony. Oh, t- okay. All right, three more. Okay, I'm going to go eight for Galladay. I'm going to go around. Yeah, I'm gonna go seven. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stick with you. I'm gonna go with Tony right around seven too. I'm oh, gonna go good. W- Wandale. Oh, nice. About oh. three or four for Robinson. I like him, Jerry. I like this Robinson kid, bro. Right. So someone asked before. I can't find it, but I'll ask it. Who scores the first touchdown this season for the Giants? Who scores the first? touchdown? Because I'm gonna give you mine. Ready? Yeah, go. go Robinson go. on a shovel pass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I forget who asked it, so uh, I apologize. I can't find your question, but I saw it earlier. Okay. First touchdown of the year. That's going to be a surprise. You ready? Yeah. Jordan Atkins. Wow. That would be. It's I think Andrew be, Thomas is more likely. It's wow. going to be It's going to be inside the 10, hmm. and everybody's going to be gearing up towards Galladay, Kadarius, and Dable's going to slip out Jordan hmm. out of that. Flat in the end zone, wide open for a touchdown. Remember I said that. All right, cool. Nice. Jordan, Jordan Atkins could play, buddy. He's not I a like bad it. tight end, bro. No, I like it. Um, again, asking about the Giants, Packers, and London. We will not be going. I apologize. Uh, let's see. A casual beverage. All right, boys. John, God's record skipped. Time warming us. Time warping us. Exactly one year ahead. So please finish this sentence. Since the 22 season broke just right, our biggest worry hole this season is blank. So you mean next year? Since the 22 season broke just right, our biggest worry or hole this season, I would say, is still going to be the secondary. Um, only that really that second corner spot. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He said probably because Bonham if it was breaks playing right long. this year. Yeah, I'm going to say secondary. Yeah, maybe the other corner. And then he said in, a, in an asterisk, probably because Bonham is playing along with any other Zep track besides, hey, hey, what can I do? Okay. There you go. A little shot at me. It's fine. Um, Joey Z. Chris always talks about how his dog interrupts the podcast. How many dogs do you have and what kind, Chris? Uh, one dog. Okay. Yeah. Uh, teddy bear. That's, that's what type of dog it is. Oh, nice. Um, Bajan Freeze Shih Tzu. There you go. Oh, this is a good one. Oscar Nieves. In honor of Big Blue VCR's pain week he just did, if the 70s were known as the wilderness years, what is this era called? And most importantly, when do you think we'll finally be out of the woods? So then this guy, Vic P, responds to the carousel years. That's pretty good. I mean, I it's just everybody I think says we called it wilderness part two. Didn't we wilderness 2.0, I think. 2.0, yeah. Yeah. And when do you think we'll be out? Um, I don't know. Get back to the end of the year. A year or two. Yep. Uh, let's see. A couple more. A lot of Daniel Jones and, and Barkley questions, guys. I, I just don't know. You know, like, I don't know what kind of numbers they have to have. Let's let the season start to happen and get a feel for that. Um, all right. Adriana Ayafola. It seems like we didn't make a lot of special teams moves. 
Plus, we have a new kicker, and we lost Keon Cross at a new punter. Should we be worried about that side of the ball, Chris? Hashtag buffoon hmm. crew. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't worry about it yet. Let's, let's let, let the season start playing out. But Keon Cross was a big loss. He was the yeah. best special team player. Yeah. Um, so somebody's got to step up there, you know, and um, look the punter situation. We'll see what the Scottish hammer brings, you know. I wouldn't worry about Graham Gano right now. But coverage-wise and all that, you know, McGay, he's back. Um, yeah, he lost a good special team. So somebody else has to step up. So would I worry about it right now? No, I wouldn't worry about that right now. Who's, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was B. Young who asked who scores the first touchdown. I'm going to go one more. <laughs> To your knowledge, has Dable or Schoen found and killed that black cat at MetLife? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, let me do one more here. Here we go. Jason Honeywell. Would it take more than Taylor looking, good in pre- looking better in practices than Jones for him to overtake him on the death chart? Does Jones get the week one start barring an injury no matter, no matter how he looks in training camp? Thanks, fellas. Keep up the amazing work. Hashtag how long until G-Men are contenders. So, you know, say training camp's happening and preseason, Chris, and we're looking at Tyrod Taylor just looking light years ahead of Daniel Jones. Mm. There's no way he's going to start week one, do you think? No. I think Daniel will be week one starter. Daniel's going to get a month, five games, you know. And if he's horrific, they'll make the change. But, um, no, I think uh, Daniel's their guy. And Tyrod will be his backup, you know, uh, yep. no matter what happens in camp. Actually, let's go one more. Giants fan Vermont. I'm reading a lot lately that Joe Shane is leaving the back end of the defense kind of empty. Do you think this kind of criticism is warranted? No, I don't think that's warranted, no. Yeah, I mean, he had no choice. He had to get had to free up cap space, cut Bradbury. Um, I, I think it was a smart move not resigning, you know, Peppers. Uh, and the draft fell the way it fell. You know, we, we couldn't get, what, Stingley or, uh, or Sauce. So, and if we did, then it's, well, you don't have another pass rusher. So, I don't think he's, I don't think yeah. that's, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, look, look, Jerry, the Giants had more money to play with. If they had, you know, Bradbury was going to go nowhere. Right. This was strictly, you know, to free up 10 point, I believe it was 10.1 million. Yeah. And money they needed for rookie class and all that and you know that's you know sometimes you got to make tough moves and you know that was the one they had to make but they they like james you know they like him as a person they like him as a locker room guy they like yeah. him, you know his play on the field still and you know that was just something they felt they, they needed to do they needed to do they needed that money they needed to free it up not to mention chris we have julian love starting back there now buddy yeah there you go speaking that's of not ignoring you know yeah. <laughs> it's not ignoring the position yeah. julian loves it Good player, and, man. and look, you know, and look, folks, you know, what, you know, he went out and drafted a Cordell Flott. That's right. Right? Yeah. He went out and drafted a Dane Felton. Mm-hmm. So this, and I'm not saying those kids are going to be starters. I'm just saying, well, he did address it, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. You know? But but people, you got to understand, he, he just didn't have the money to go out and sign this guy, that guy, or a pretty good corner, you know, and all that. I mean, Joe Shane was starting his Giants tenure behind the eight ball, dude. Right. He had to clean up a mess. And guess what? He cleaned it up, you know, made some tough cuts, didn't re-sign some guys like the Peppers, you know. Right. Had to, had to cut a James Bradbury. 
Um, he's going with some young kids in the back end. Julian's going to be the safety, it looks like. You know, Aaron Robinson looks like he's going to be one in the corners. There's going to be some competition. And he had to clean up this mess. You know, and they're going to they're gonna roll with it this year. They want to be competitive. I believe they will be competitive, more competitive than what they've shown last year. And Jerry, guess what? Right. In 2023, you know, you're going to have a lot of money to play with to address some needs, you know. Um, yeah. And if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to have a pretty high pick to address if Daniel isn't their guy uh, and all that. You know, uh, so Joe, look, Joe had a, Joe inherited a mess, and he knew that. It wasn't like, you know, he just went in there and said, oh, my God, I took this job. I don't believe it. I don't believe this mess. He, they all knew. They knew what they were getting into, but that's the challenge, the turnaround an organization. Right. You know, most general managers don't get hired off a, from a Super Bowl team. Yeah. It's always a mess, right? It's yeah, always right. a mess. Um, same thing with the head coach. You know, it was, it was kind of a mess. Listen, we know that salary cap was a mess. All right, so yeah. Joe cleaned it up. Um, and we'll see what his draft class looks like. Uh, but he did. Don't forget, he did go out and draft a Dane. You know, uh, a guy like Dane and, and a guy like Cordell Flott. You know, so yeah. look, Jerry. You know, I wrote about it in the Insider. Right? Uh, I like Flott, dude. I like what he's shown. Physical kid for a kid that's not big. And trust me, I was standing next to him. He's not a big boy. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he can't play physical, you know? Yep. And he's a, you look at his LSU t- tape, anybody who hasn't seen this kid, check out his LSU tape. Check him out in zone coverage. Check him out in man. Check out he comes up, puts hats on people. He's a physical kid. Yeah. You know? Um, so uh, we'll see how this kid's... Uh, the Giants have high expectations for this fly. They like him a lot, Jerry. They yeah. like him a lot. And he's going to... Look, he's going to be out there battling with Donnie Holmes. So I kind of like the way he moved around until he had to go into the red jersey this offseason. Yeah. Uh, but that's all shorts. We understand that. But guess what, dude? It's three weeks away now, Jerry. Yeah. Where, you know, give it a few practices, and then around August 1st, the pads come on. Right. Um, I'm curious to see what kind of padded practices Brian Dable has. If they're a little physical, you know? Right. You can only be so physical. I know. I get it in today's NFL. Um, but then you start seeing what the hell you have, dude. And then, you know, you're going to have the preseason games. You're going to have that joint practice against the Jets. Yeah. And that's going to be physical. You know that. Yep. You know, um, they'll be ready. They're going to be ready for September. Brian Dable, that's a physical program up in Buffalo where he came from. Okay? That's, you know, they believed. Sean McDermott, Dable, Leslie Frazier, they believed in being physical, man. And that's where Dable's coming from. Um, and they're going to be, you know, I expect them to be like that. And we all know what Wink brings, right? Wink brings that attitude. I call him the tank commander. He's, he walks around like a tank commander. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Wink brings the house. <laughs> yeah, and Wink's going to be physical. He wants guys to, you know, put a hat on you. And he's gonna, and uh, I think everybody should be pretty excited, man. Good stuff, buddy. All right, guys, we print Sunday. Uh, lots of good stuff in there already. Uh, it's almost done. So hope uh, those of you who subscribe enjoy it. And to order a subscription to that newspaper, go to www.thegiantinsider.com or go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. We will see you next week. Sundays are Giant Days, baby. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.